Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name's Louis, and my name is Lockie, and this week we played three hours of Pathologic 2, a 29 mystery... <laughs> what the fuck? A 2019 mystery survival game set in a surreal world, uh, built on lore that Louis likes. Uh, we talk about the fact that it's impossible to get anywhere due to very awkward pathing and uh, broken in-game timer. just saying to you off the podcast line <gasps> we do speak outside of the podcast though not as much as i imagine people think um we uh <laughs> we don't like each other right we're like yeah, this is all this is all other. a farce yeah yeah we do it for the um do it for the money, for the money. <laughs> and for the uh, the women yes there's a lot of women <laughs> that's something i've noticed <laughs> yeah just doesn't stop no yeah that's what a podcast will do for you though that's why there are so many men making video game podcasts and that's why we make sacrifices to talk to each other every week yeah that's why we have to push through this half an hour to 40 minutes every week well not every week because oh. we missed last <laughs> week <laughs> well we, uh did we yeah <laughs> it's yeah so hard to keep up remember we did the we did the like Check yeah, we in did the filler one. Filler, and then we actually spent another week not doing anything. So it's right, been yes. it's been an entire almost two weeks before they've nice. heard us talk about a video game. I love it. So <laughs> I'm sure everyone's incredibly excited about this week's episode. Sure, but before, I mean, it's um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a game. This one. It's a video. But game. I, to be fair, there's a reason why we didn't do it last week is because you made me play this horrible game <laughs> that's but... not why you were really busy you, you, were, you <laughs> said know. you were just strapped for time i was very 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 strapped for time very 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 busy days uh but even when you're busy mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean but then when you're really 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 like you know long day after long day like you know 12 hour plus you don't go home and be like Time to sit down with some horror. <laughs> <laughs> it's not horror. It's not horror. But it is uh, completely unpleasant. <laughs> it's terribly unpleasant. Um, but before we go into uh, Pathologic 2, I thought we could just spend a moment. Just, uh, just I just need to take a breath, really. Okay. You know, just a cheeky breath. Just a big... <sighs> I just... um. Just came off another meeting, so I need to transition from work to podcast mode. You know how it is. You know how it is. Yeah. How how your so work was busy. You um, you've had a busy week. 
Yeah, I've had a crazy week. Yeah. Just long. 12-hour days is long. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, it was turned, I thought I'd be able to, um, play the game on it. And I was like, went to boot it up and, like, someone then talks to you. And it's the sort of thing where it was like, I didn't actually have that much to do, but I sort of had to do something, like, every 20 minutes. Mm. Also, yeah, this game kind of is like, funny about, like, saving and stuff, so you don't want to just, like, have to suddenly quit the game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very much what it was. But no, it was, um, like, corporate event stuff. Yeah. And just changing pictures on screens, pretty much. For... Uh-huh. But it was, like, you know, different sorts of screens that all use different programs. Those bastards and their screens. Yeah. It's cool though. You can I control like an eighty meter screen on the front of the stadium. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you put pathologic on that? Oh my gosh, I <laughs> couldn't uh, stress everyone it's out. It's a really weird uh, ratio. Oh really? Yeah. I guess it would it's be. Not... It's like super wide. I guess right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, super wide and <laughs> And also, it's like curved, so you have to curve any content that goes on it. Oh, what kind of curve? Uh, I don't know how it works or why you have to curve it. Um, but you just do. But like, is it just like a like a corner? Like it goes around a thing, like inward circle. It's well, it's just like a outward circle. Outward circle. That's the technical term. Yeah. Yeah, it's an outward circle. Oh, I wonder why you have to do that. I don't know. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense to me either. Is it just because it's so big that, like, at that scale, it looks warped otherwise if you don't do it? Well, the way you warp it is, like, upside-down U-shaped. Okay. So I really don't know why it applies that way. Anyway. Well, why don't you find out and tell us next uh, week? I want to hear. I want to know. Yeah, I can find out. Have a little, little, hey, dude, why do I have to do this? And I'll be like, nice. Sure. Yeah. I can do that. I'd love to know. Thanks. Um, Okay, well, I guess we should talk about um, Pathologic 2. Yeah. Um, Where should we start? Do you want me to give some background? Do you want to give some background? Uh, On what? On the game? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know know anything about this game. Well, yeah, sure. I've Um, played it. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll I'll start then, shall I? Um, Yeah. Uh, Pathologic 2 is a video game that I think like was in early access for a little bit and then released a final version, I don't know, two years ago, let's say. I have no idea. Um, and it is a, well, it is numberly speaking, numerically speaking, a sequel to Pathologic, which was a game that came out in the early to mid 2000s. Mm, 05. Um, um, by a Russian developer. Um, and... It uh, is both Pathologic and Pathologic 2 are known to be weird, very difficult, hard to play games that have a very strong cult following. Um, and obviously, therefore, I took interest. <laughs> um, uh, the I learned about Pathologic 1 through the... Uh, uh, what's that? H-Bomber guy, the very big... Um, uh, YouTube channel that does a range of different um, video essays, sometimes about games. Um, and um, 
Um, I yeah, I watched that a couple of years ago, and it's like a very long video. And I thought, oh, that game looks interesting, but I'll probably another play it. And at the end, he's like, oh, by the way, they're making um, a sequel, which is a lot easier to play. Um, and I checked it out for like half an hour, and then I didn't play it again. And it's been sitting in my Steam library for a while, and been meaning to get back to it. And three HRs, you know, that's what three HR is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, so I've played about like. I think like six hours now. Um, uh, and you've played, I assume, three. Yeah. A solid three. Yeah, well, here's the weird thing. <laughs> so I'm actually not sure how much I've played of this game. <laughs> okay. Uh, because on my, lap- on my laptop on which I played it, it tells me I've played 2.9 hours. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on the PC, it says 2.2. Okay. Isn't that weird? Um, so what happened was last night I turned off, I looked at my time played, it said 2.5. I was like, beautiful. And then I went on my steam this morning on my PC and it said like one point something. And I was like, what? What's going on? Uh, so I don't know. Well, so I've played two. I've played just under three, I think. I mean, I'll accept Probably it. like two forty. Um, so it got to the point where you know when it gets to you're sort of coming towards the last like twenty minutes, and you just know that you're not going to see anything new in those twenty <laughs> minutes. Yeah, and it's like, is it worth me walking back? I basically walked to the edge of the map. <laughs> To see what was out, to see like yeah. the things around there, yeah. And it took me like ten minutes to get out there. Oh, <laughs> what 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 was out there? A nothing. cemetery with nothing in it, oh, and that. a village with nothing in it. You didn't walk that far out. Well, then I walked out to the edge, and I there see, was also nothing in it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Um, yeah. Um. So, how? So, did you finish the first day? Uh, I don't know. Did you go to sleep? No. I was wondering about that. <laughs> okay. My okay. exhaustion just kept on going higher and higher and higher, and it nearly peaked. Okay, so then I will maybe take the reins on describing what the game is also. Um, so uh, Pathologic 2 is a game... Well, let's just talk about the plot first. So the plot of Pathologic 2 is you get a letter from your father... Um, and to come back to your hometown um, as there's an issue, an urgent issue that needs attending to. Your father is a um, the kind of town uh, doctor, let's say. Um, um, town doctor, surgeon, something or other, healer. Um, and you are also a doctor and you've gone off to train as a surgeon and you've left the town for several years. Um, when you arrive in the town, you immediately get jumped by a couple guys um, and you, in self-defense, uh, end up killing them. Um, whoa, you... whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. I'm holding. So this game starts with, I mean... I'm talking about the plot here. I'm not talking about the yeah. structure of the, how it's told. I'm, yeah, I'm describing the. Basic I mean, plot. but I mean that's kind of 
almost spoilers. No, not at all. It's like it, the first thing that happens after the introduction. I don't even remember that. I don't think it does, does happen. I think it's all described. I don't think it actually happens. Well, you are, you get off a train and there are three dead bodies and then someone comes up to you and says, you killed those three men. And oh. you say yes. Well, you say what you want to say. You can yeah. say, I said no. Sure. But like, but, but it's the plot. <laughs> I don't know what you're questioning. Well, I'm questioning that it's not necessarily established that you killed those people. There's a lot of weird things going on in this game. And I was never sure if I had actually killed those people or not. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I, I think, yeah. Well, okay. Because um, you, can, you can deny it the whole way through as well. Sure, totally. But because you never actually see it happen. Um, or I, at least at the start, you don't actually see it happen. Um, so, okay then. So you get off the train and um, and there, there are three, three dead, dead bodies. bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone accuses you of killing them. Um, and you can choose whether or not to deny it. Um, and... From there, or accept it, or accept it, um, and from there the story unfolds over time. Lucky, I assume you're not going to play this game anymore, right? No, no, no. no. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I would say like um, the, I would say the, the, especially the narrative setup unfolds pretty slowly, and um, I wouldn't say even anything I'm about to say is really spoiler. It's kind of just more like context. Um, but you uh, very quickly find out that your father is dead and everyone thinks it was you uh, that killed him. Um, and also they found three dead bodies um, on just outside of the train. Um, then you get into like the whole lore of the world, which is a very fascinating, I think, kind of weird space um, where uh, the only people that are allowed to use sharp objects are, are the doctors. Um, sharp objects are not allowed. And um, and in general, like, murder is... Obviously, murder is bad everywhere, but there is there is something um, that kind of almost just wasn't an option to these townspeople before. But now that they've seen this, people start to sort of engage in the idea of murder. Um, you then need to go find one of your three friends in the day. I'm describing the first day of the game. Um, uh, to find a safe space to hold up while you figure out what's going on. And that's kind of the structure of the first day. And maybe we'll go a bit further into the other days, but I won't spoil anything more. Um, sure. um, Lockie, what did you think about it? Like from a tonal perspective, like how did, what did you get from it? Um, it's a weird one. Honestly, the time distortion was quite surreal to me because I came off playing it. And was like, God, that flew by. Even though I think maybe my clock was wrong, <laughs> it still felt quick for the amount of time played. Because I was still watching my actual clock. Mm -hmm. And I think I played uh, probably what was about an hour 50 yeah. uh, minutes. So nearly two hours. And that flew by. But I yeah. didn't feel like I'd did anything yeah and it's just this sort of surreal uncomfortable uh weird situation the game sort of puts you in and i actually thought the first like hour was pretty good mm -hmm. um 
I thought the best thing about this game was that for the first hour, I knew it was like a horror game or like a sort of thriller, something, something, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, but I never knew, and I felt uneasy the whole time playing it, but I never knew where the threat was coming from. Yeah. Which I thought was quite an interesting experience. Um, and was probably my favorite thing about this game for the start of it was that there were so many sort of different figures and creatures and you never knew what the threat was. And the game told you before you start, like you will die a lot. Um, and then, so I knew that there'd be combat or some sort of something. Yeah. Some sort of, some sort of conflict. Uh, but I never knew where it was coming from. Yeah. It's and that a, was, that was cool. I think it's, it's, I was surprised at actually how engrossing I found it. The way the game kind of, the game pitches itself to you literally when you start the game as this game is hard. You will die. We intend it to be at points boring and a slog and unpleasant. It literally says something along those lines. Like if you choose the intended difficulty, which is the hardest one, um, you'll get frustrated and bored <laughs> effectively. Um, and so that's like, so it's interested in eliciting other feelings than just like having fun, I guess. Um, and I think it is successful in that. And over time becomes as the days unravel and the mystery gets deeper as to what's happening in this town and the solution that you're trying to solve. Um, it, yeah, I found, I, I have found myself to be very like engrossed in the story. Um, the like mechanics of the game, um, uh, if you wanted to boil it down, I guess you'd call it a survival game um, in that you have several meters that you need to watch. So you have a uh, hunger and exhaustion um, and uh, what's the phrase? Thirst, Thirst immunity um, and a general um, each district of a town has uh, like how they feel about you. A reputation. A reputation. Meter. Um so there you have all those things that you need to manage and the game is very stingy with uh, the things you need to keep that stuff in check. Um, but Which I is wouldn't... horrible. Yeah. You hate that stuff. I do, but <laughs> I, I guess, I, guess I, always, I always hate it until I feel like it has, it's doing something other than me chopping down trees to make a house. You know, like, um, that I will never be interested in survival mechanics until... I'm enjoying the game that has them, <laughs> which I know is like contradictory, but um, uh, it's never a selling point, I guess is the better way to describe it. Um, right. And um, I think it uses them in really interesting ways. It's, I wouldn't call it a survival game either. Like it, because it's not, I don't know how to describe it, but basically what you end up doing and the majority of the game is walking from place to place Um especially as the days go on, um, you just walk around this horribly laid out town. Um, just, it, oh my gosh. Just the Navigating most that place is horrible. Confusing town ever made. Yeah. And um, maybe I was thinking about that and I was thinking maybe that's part of the joy of this game is just learning the damn orientation of where there's a hole in a wall that you can actually pass through rather than walking around <laughs> a wall that takes like four <laughs> minutes to get around. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting because it has all these things that feel like 
you would typically describe as and you totally can if if that if it feels right describe it as like bad game design um but then the game spends a lot of energy especially at the start trying to like and i rewatched a bit of um that h bomber guy video about the first one and he uses the word recontextualize um like it tries very hard to make sure you understand that this is purposeful and this is not like other games um and it's not because we are bad designers. It's because we've decided to make it this way. Whether or not you like it is another question. So, like... I mean, that's, like, a lot of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but it's... it's I mean, there's, I'm sure they are, have, are aware of the things they're doing. Yeah. And it's... But, like, it's... You can see it all quite clearly when you start paying attention. Just, like... So, there are these two... Mm, so, <laughs> thematically, it's, it seems to be set up almost like a play um you've got um there's a lot of like there's a theater in the town and there's a lot of like sort of stage direction kind of stuff there are these characters called prompters that wear these kind of black morph suits um they kind of look like stage hands and they uh i don't think they can be seen by anyone else and they basically give you tutorial tips in like the, just the strangest ways you could imagine um and describe and give like context to things that are going on um so like i'm trying to think of an it's it's really hard to describe and in general the language is almost like it's written oh like it's almost like you're reading shakespeare but not well written shakespeare like it's like um everyone speaks in this like completely unnatural prose um that means you have to really focus when people are saying things to you um and yeah, it has tough. this very that, theatrical that's kind, of tough. Um, kind of feeling to it, which I really enjoy. But I it does it does make it more of a slog. Did. Yeah, I definitely did not. Um, it's basically just nonsense. There's lots of reading, <laughs> and it's a lot of nonsense. It's which not some of it. Some of it's definitely nonsense. But I think the fact that you can't tell which is nonsense and which is super valuable piece of information. Um, is really really good so like um it's funny because even like um when you load up the game for the first time it will show you a tool tip uh and the funniest one i wrote down was nuts can be eaten but shouldn't okay <laughs> which i know why they're saying that because they're much more valuable as a trading item than a f- food item um right. kids, kids love nuts um apparently in this universe um so you can get a lot more from trading them and they don't give you much hunger back uh, right. But it's just like a lot of that kind of just like, what the hell are you, what are you talking about? Why? Yeah. Um, and also the language, not only is it the way that it's written, but the language and like the names of people. Yeah. You know, someone will be called like Rig Flagman. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just sound. Yeah. Uh, and it'll just be sort of a passage of text that's awkward to read. With the occasional nonsensical word dropped in, mm-hmm. um, so if if you're into that, I think great. It sounds like you got a lot out of that. Mm. Um, I found myself like speed reading it. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's definitely uh, it's definitely one of those games or things that like 
you will only enjoy it if you're choosing to play it. <laughs> like if, if someone is yes. making you play it, it's going to be like, what am I doing? This is, but like, if you've made the active decision to engage with it, which I don't blame you for not doing, because that's the format of the show. Um, like then you might get something out of it. Maybe not, but you might. Um, and I mean, I could, I could see how you would, uh, I like, I wouldn't mind watching this yeah. game being played. Yeah. Um, it's, um, cause yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the focus you have to put into. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's also a survival game, which means you can't relax. <laughs> so yeah. on top of having to do these things, like look at a map to see where there's a small hole in the wall, where, so you can get to a building that's like two meters away from you, but uh, blocked with other buildings and yeah. roots and everything else. Um, and also like read this awkward text on top of that you're doing it on a time on a clock well yeah (laughs) I think think the most amazing thing is that like how yeah you start with like oh where do I need to go on the map and then just these like as the days go on the layers upon layers of like things that are going wrong and that are making your time playing this game harder and harder and more stressful. <laughs> they just like stack to the point where like really on. So I'm on day, I think I just started day three, which is kind of it feels like when the game really starts to kick off. Um, and yeah, just every day there is like some horrendous thing that's just happened. So on the first day, um, uh, you, yeah, so you're the, basically the town kind of arbitrarily decides to blame you for the murder of this bloke your dad who's like quite um quite a big figure quite an important and quite a loved figure in the town um and as i said you have this reputation meter and as you're wandering around these streets trying to find a friend to like take shelter it'll just like every once in a while this like thing will come up in the corner of like like everyone hates you (laughs) or like it starts at like no one cares about you and then like slowly like these different um pieces of text that describe just how much people despise you just pop up to the point where it gets to the bottom and then people start actively hunting you um and trying to attack you uh on the street not everyone but like just certain typically like these regular men just stop and like oh it's you and then they'll just chase after you and then if you attack and kill them it will only make your reputation worse so um killing them is a bad idea because you need your reputation to be high in order to trade and shop so that you can eat food and not die of starvation um so yeah, it seems that seems kind of interesting that you also have to balance reputation i kind of like that stuff yeah um so not to play but as a concept (laughs) yeah so it's like it's it's funny because actually um that goes away the next day um oh um so that's your reputation still exists and it's something you have to manage and stuff but like um people realize that they were wrongly accusing you um (gasps) and um and so it sort of sets back to basically every area of the town it's just like they just don't care about you um which is cool, and and then, but from then on, it just starts getting worse again. Um, uh, Pathologic is, at least Pathologic 1 was primarily about a plague that was overtaking a town, um, and uh, 
you only see hints of that in the first day. By the third day, it kicks off proper, and um, but it's pretty bad, pretty bleak. Um, Ugh. yeah, and you're the only doctor in. There's two doctors. There's you and another guy who's like an arrogant weirdo called the Bachelor. Um, and you have different methods. Okay. Um, like a sort of you and me sort of figure. Yeah, it's it's basic. It's it's a lot like our relationship overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like this arrogant dick, um, and uh, and you are a a just kind of a confused outsider. Um, oh. Um. I can't remember. What. Yeah. Um. So the way it mounts and stuff is really really interesting, and I also just really like. I was surprised at how much I've just been drawn into, like, I don't know, the kind of lore of the space. It's like a very hard-to-describe little world. So it's made by Russian developers, and it technically takes place in and around the Russian steppe, which is basically, as I understand it, kind of just the outback, the sort of, the um, yeah, the countryside. Um, um, and so it's got some, like, the architecture is like all over the place and uh, it has these un like impossible structures just dotted around the town. Um, these like completely, there's no way they could physically exist. Um, and then just lots of random bits of like, what is, what is this place? Like, why is this the way this is? And, and it doesn't, I think the thing I like about its lore is that it doesn't try to spend forever explaining it to you. But it definitely is all there and it definitely feels like it's all been considered. And when you do come across like a tiny nugget of information, it's quite like, oh, that's nice, um, which I really like. Um, yeah, it's a really cool world. Fair. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm, I'm, no, honestly, I'm glad you, um, you're enjoying it. You've played, I saw what you've played like seven, eight hours now. Yeah, I, well, last time I looked, it was six, but maybe I that was before I started playing it again. Um, yeah, it's funny because it's not it's not something that I want to go back to and play every day, um, or like I'm like chomping at the bit to play. But like, I do want to keep playing it at least until it gets like unplayable for me, whatever that will be, whatever the final nail in the coffin is of like this is actually too much stress now i get, like the last day i just did was like quite a lot just like constantly um because you can miss things so you're basically just walking between different quest markers all day um talking to people slowly slowly very slowly very slowly you can run but at the uh cost of thirst i think yeah and you have to yeah drink water and all that stuff um, Which is fairly easy to do. The yeah. first one was fine to manage, but the hunger, hunger's tough. Pain. Food is very expensive. Um, trading with people is tricky to figure out what the right thing to do is. Um, you're like, it's quite funny because you're like, I don't know. Especially at the start, you'll like get a piece of bread and you'll be like, oh great, a piece of bread, and then you'll eat it and it'll knock off like, <laughs> like. Not even a third of your like hunger, a fifth. and it's like, oh no, I need like three more pieces of bread. <laughs> but that—that's kind of nice. Like, like you were saying before, I, I do kind of like these things when you can just accept that they're not going to be full. 
which yeah. I think is quite a hard thing to do in a lot of these games. I mean, most of them you sort of have this expectance to keep them topped up. Yeah. For games like um, what is it, Don't Starve mm-hmm. and this game, you just it's nice when you get to a point when you accept that quite often your bars are going to be quite fucked. Yeah, always. And, you know, that's just the way it is. So once you sort of get in a place of, oh, I'm never going to conquer this, it's quite freeing. But at the same time, it also means that quite quickly it becomes, oh, I actually have to really sort these things out all the time. And mm-hmm. it's a pain. Yeah, I think that that definitely loops into what feels like this game is not unlike a lot of games about being successful. It is about struggling and failing most of the time. You consistently, your character consistently, whether or not you like, you have no idea a lot of the time if you're making the right decision. One of the first things that happens if you meet, um, if you go, there's like a little, uh, in like the train yard sort of area, there's a bunch of kids. Kids is the whole thing in this game. I won't go into it too much, but like, um, okay. Uh, there's a bunch of kids kind of hanging out in this little train yard and, uh, the leader's like, can you go, um, kill this guy for us? Cause he's, um, he, he messed up, uh, and we'll, I can't remember what they said they'll give you, but we'll blah, blah, blah. So you go do that and then you don't walk very far and you find it's actually another kid. <laughs> and he's like, you've got this choice of like, do I kill this kid or not? And, um, obviously the choice is quite obvious there, but, um, it has a lot of these, like, it's not even morally gray, because I think at that at some point, morally gray decisions got quite boring, at least for me. It's it's more just like, I kind of might need to do the bad thing, because if I don't, Otherwise. then I won't survive the day, um, sort of thing. Um, or at times, you really just have no idea why you're making the choice that you're making. No, and it's unintentional. I mean, I was performing surgery on someone, and I fixed them. <laughs> And then I accidentally take their liver out unintentionally. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, why did you do that? It's like, I just clicked once. Yeah. Yeah. And, it and was one click and now he's dead. And Jesus, the Christ. things that you're doing, you don't know the effect they have on everyone. So like you might have, I mean, I don't know specifically, but let's say like you take his liver out and that actually might be really beneficial 10 hours later <laughs> for this person that desperately needs a liver or something. Um, right. But you're not a good guy. You're not like a moral savior of the town. You're just trying to get through the best you can. Um, I mean, it's hard to even have and consider morality in a game like this when everything's so distorted anyway. Yeah. And you, you as a character don't remember your, a lot of your, it's well, it seems as if you don't remember things that you've done. And also, everyone else is just talking nonsense, and nothing is contextually normal. So, I mean, morality is not like contextually normal as well. So, I don't know. I didn't feel too bad like taking his liver. It's just like <laughs> whatever. Sure, you just got it. At some point, I think you just get to the point where it's like I just need to survive, and like like a puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, if that means taking this guy's liver, then that's I guess what I'm gonna do. Um, the I, I always like um, square-based inventories. Yes. Your inventory like, sucks like. in this game, but yes, it is um, fun. Yeah. Um, 
I remember I on I think it was on the second day, um, I was talking to this woman and she wasn't being very helpful. So this I this kid was next to her and he was like, Oh, I can um I can help you out with that. Just just come with me. Um and I was like, all right, which is like, I think it's funny because it's like in this moment, it's like, this is what video games are. Someone's like offers you a thing. And if you don't take it, you're just missing out on content and potentially a bonus of some kind. Um, and so this kid was like, I'll help you with that thing you need. I know um, where to do that. And so he the, it fades to black. You agree to it. It fades to black. And then you appear in this field um, uh, with this kid, this field, like completely like to the other side of the map. And Ugh. and he's like, see, it's here, it's here, and you realize that, that it's nothing. He can't help you at all, and <laughs> and then you have to like, you like, there's something you could do. Um, you have to just walk back from the middle of this field that's like miles away from anything you need to do, um, just because you like, it almost punishes you for expecting it to be a basic video game in its video gaminess, um. Sure. And that doesn't. That's, I mean, obviously, that doesn't sound good. But like, I personally, no, I think that does sound. Find, good. I find mean, it I really think, interesting. I think everyone would find that good. Yeah, yeah, maybe as a, as a concept. I mean, I think um, everyone likes surprises, and it, it's always one of those things where I guess they it's it's kind of okay because they establish it's not fair mm-hmm. at the start, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. It is a tough it's one. It's like a interesting but also really boring topic. Yeah, I think I agree. <laughs> like, I think it's just one of those things of... Um, um, it is interesting, but also it's just doing the opposite of something. Like, it's not like it's particularly... in At least in a, symbol, a single example, it's not particularly interesting... Mm. Because no. it's just one example, and it's how you do that overall um, that makes it interesting. Um, because it's just being like, "Oh yeah, we just we just screwed you over." Like that's not smart or engaging. <laughs> um, but I think as a whole, the game does a really has a really interesting balance of that stuff and plays with those ideas a lot, and it's fun to see. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always been like fake chests and stuff in video games with non-rewards in them yes um and this is kind of the same in a way but yeah kind of yeah yeah god it is painful walking back <laughs> walking is slow walking yeah really the really pathologic slow. one didn't have a sprint button <laughs> sure you just walked hey yay um i also i do really like um the way like thoughts and quests come through. Um, the game has this kind of more abstract way of giving you an idea of what you need to do. And it's conveyed through these like thought bubbles that appear on your like menu screen. Um, so whenever like you learn a piece of interesting information, um, you get this little icon on your screen and they all kind of connect to make a kind of spider diagram of thoughts. And you can kind of follow those along. And it's literally just his thoughts so it can be something as like it can be something as simple as what is effectively a tutorial tip like oh i can get food from shops um or it can be something more complex like i really need to speak with anna um before the sun goes down or something along those lines and i it's 
it's a really nice way of not just having like a bunch of quest markers and a bunch of well it has quest markers not a bunch of um like just tooltips and descriptions and it feeling quite like natural right you know what i mean did you like look at it much um somewhat it might not get that complex on the first day um somewhat I mean, it felt kind of like I I had five markers and I kind of went between them all. Yeah. And then some of them wouldn't really resolve. And then I was left a bit like, mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do I just explore somewhere else now? Yeah. Um, which is kind of what I ended up doing. Um, yeah, by the, by the third day, well, I managed to get everything done by the third day. But, like, I imagine as time goes on, you just have kind of too much to do um and typically after you sleep um you you will might lose opportunity to things and that will have an effect um so if you didn't do something or you didn't even know there was something that needed to be done that will have an effect at some point and you won't know what it was um sure so really the stress is just which is rough when it's multi-dayed and takes hours and hours (laughs) yeah um so there's just there's some there's some strange thrill about walking from one side of the map to the other from one quest marker to the other takes like 10 minutes and in that 10 minutes you have nothing to do other than watch your hunger go up watch your thirst go up and think about whether or not you'll make it to the third quest marker after that before the sun goes down <laughs> like that's what and we're if, doing. and if you're making the right decision yeah yeah hello i'm um, this is me from the future. I thought I'd just butt in because um, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about the music and general ambient sound as well, um, but I kind of completely forgot. The music's really good throughout. Like It's got like a really interesting little vibe, and you're hearing me wandering around the streets right now. Um, but it's, yeah, I think it's just in general quite a nice... Well, not nice. It's a quite oppressive. This is me walking around the streets at night, and occasionally you'll hear this like unpleasantly loud banging sounds like someone's kicking a bin or something and it's the same audio file it just plays every once in a while and it's just brutal depending on like sometimes it's like i don't think i get it in this clip sometimes it's just unpleasantly loud because you're really nearby it and it doesn't come from anywhere um yeah in general just the audio is really pretty neat i think i i quite like the idea though that um sort of at the end of my playthrough I had had a handful of houses within the map because the map's quite good it shows you every individual building and all the space quite clearly um yeah and it also started to show what was in the buildings once I'd been in them so you can hover over a house and it'll say this is blah blah's house and I do quite like the idea of sort of mapping out an entire town's worth of houses sort of learning what's in each one Mm. yeah i I, imagine it sort of does that more as you go on i feel like i'm not going to be able to navigate this map with navigate the world without the map ever like i don't think it feels almost intentionally designed that there isn't enough landmark stuff to be like oh i go left it i mean occasionally sure but i can't imagine fully learning it without having to just constantly check that map it feels like a maze an intentional maze um but we'll see yeah anyway 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 cool anything else
Mm-hmm. No. No. Nope. That's it. I would recommend it if anyone feels like playing something else for a bit. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. If it sounds appealing from what you've heard. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I think it's also like, in a way, it's kind of funny as well. Like it it has, I guess, similarly to like Elden Ring in a way, like it screws you over, but it feels like it's you're in on the joke a bit. Like it feels like you're sort of having a little chat with the developer about like the stupid thing they just did to make your life worse. It feels it's not like it is absolutely completely bleak, but it does balance that with like small amounts of humor. Yeah. And I think as well, because so much of it is like nonsensical. Mm -hmm. It's less bleak. Yeah. Because it's, you know, less, uh, based in reality or whatever yeah yeah anyway anyway so pathologic Lock- 2 pathologic 2 is done but the question is yeah. next time what am i playing next time on time played 3hr uh do you want to know do you want some clues what do you want if you think i can guess it then i want clues uh it's a puzzle game it's a what a puzzle oh a puzzle, puzzle. game puzzle game a puzzle Un um, it's one that I think is meant to be Dees. Meant to be Dees. I don't know why. It's It's been like a game that I've always looked at and said, oh, I'll play that on 3HR. Okay. How old is uh, it? Pretty new. Oh. A new um, music game. Got it recently. Mm. Uh, yeah. Is that enough? Nope. Do you want more? You can just tell me. I guess I have no idea. It's uh, Baba is You. Ah, Baba is You. You played it? I have played a bit of it, yeah. How was it? I broke my brain. Had to give up. Really? Too much. Too much? Too much for me. (laughs) Maybe we try... uh, I'll happily give it another go, though. It's a cool game. It's a really cool game. We can try and co-op it, maybe. Yeah. See if two, two brains can solve it. I think I remember... Grace and I trying to play it together, and and we were just crap at it. But you might have the brain for it, my friend. <laughs> I doubt it. But I feel uh, like let's, you give, definitely, let's give it a go. You've got more of a puzzly brain than I do, so maybe we'll you give can it solve a go. It. Yeah, let's give it a go. Cool. Hey. cool. Um, uh, Lucky, why don't you talk us out? Um, sure. Thank you for listening. This has been Time Play Three HR, a video game podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Now it's time to go to Sainsbury's and buy some food. Mm. Uh, you can find us anywhere, pretty much, except, what was it? Amazon Podcasts? Yeah. I think <laughs> I think we're everywhere but Amazon Podcasts. Uh, we have a Discord. Um, we have an Instagram. Yeah. We have a co-dop. <coughs> Five? Um, for donos mm. we have um, yeah it's about it if okay. any of that's uh, interest go to any of it other than that keep it keep it real um, and all the best au revoir